Good evening, everyone. Welcome to New Life's Good Friday, Friday Night Prayer. Uh, my name is Charlie, and I'll be presiding for tonight's FMP. Tonight is our official launch for Friday Night Prayer uh, for this year. And for those who may not be familiar, uh, FMP is a time for our members to come and seek God uh, in prayer as a church together. And FMP consists of uh, a few things. Uh, firstly, we start off with praise. Uh, we sing about God. We sing to God. Uh, secondly, we uh, involve in corporate and corporate prayer and intercession. Uh, that means we pray for various aspects, uh, including leaders for church, for missionaries, our cities, and the world that we live in. Thirdly, we pray for one another, uh, where we get to share our personal faith, our struggles, our joys, uh, and encourage each other through prayer. And usually after FMP, uh, we go to Jimmy's Kebab to have some fellowship. Uh, and so there are many reasons um, why we should pray together, and I just want to highlight three reasons. Firstly, God commands us to pray. You know, there are many scriptures in the Bible that tell Christians to pray consistently, constantly. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 21 that his house, my house, will be called a house of prayer. And one of our responsibilities as a church is to pray. And so I want to invite you to that calling that God has called us. Second, we pray for, we pray, uh, for ourselves. As we pray to the living God, as we trust in him more and more, our faith in him grows. You know, we see an prayers being answered and it is our great joy and peace. We experience great joy and peace in our hearts, knowing that God hears our prayers, and that He is sovereign and in control. And thirdly, to build one another up. Uh, the Bible tells us to encourage one another, to spur one another, to confess our sins to one another. And we do this by prayer. You don't know how many times I've been so encouraged and challenged as I've come to FMP. Um, to persevere in my faith, knowing that there are other people, brothers and sisters in Christ, running this race together, that I am not alone. And so with that, I do want to encourage you, uh, not just to come for our Good Friday special FMP, but to continue coming uh, fortnightly to our future FMPs. Uh, you will not regret it. However, today's FMP will look slightly different to our normal, normal ones. Uh, as it is Good Friday, we will spend this time really reflecting and meditating on the suffering and the pain and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so today, uh, Pastor Young will lead us into nine different passages of Scripture for us to meditate on. And after that, I'll lead us into a few prayer points and uh, close with a song of praise. And with that, so I'll invite Pastor Young uh, to come and lead us. Thanks, Pastor Charlie. Um, as Pastor Charlie mentioned, uh, we are doing a special Friday night prayer tonight. And so there's not going to be a sermon as such, uh, but you guys are going to get very involved in what we're doing tonight. So it's going to be very scriptural. Uh, we are going to go through nine different uh, passages that lead up to Jesus' death and his burial. And so if you do have your Bibles with you, uh, keep them open, I encourage you. Um, if you are on, a, on an electronic device, um, I might encourage you maybe just put it into airplane mode so you're not too distracted, uh, but that you can turn to the Bible. 
um, because it will look a little bit different. So as Pastor Charlie mentioned at the top, uh, we are kind of going on this journey with Jesus. You know, I think we tend to skip ahead a lot of the time as Christians to the resurrection. You know, we like to jump ahead. And so today we're gonna encourage you, actually, no, stay with us, stay with Jesus towards his death and rest in that area and stay with Jesus in that area until Sunday. Okay, so we are gonna intentionally uh, keep ourselves from jumping ahead to the resurrection. So it might feel a little bit odd um, as a Christian, if you've been a, a Christ follower for a little while, uh, it might feel a little bit different, but I do encourage you, uh, reflect on these things. Think about what would my life look like if Jesus hadn't risen? You know, think about those things. Um, after each section of scripture, I'll give a little bit of time just for reflection, uh, just to think about things and to meditate on the scripture. Uh, you can pray if you feel led to. Um, I will stay up here, but um, I'll kind of uh, draw your attention back to the scripture after that. Right, so our first scripture is Matthew 26, verses 36 to 46. If you're an imaginative person, um, this might really uh, help you to really focus in on what the scripture is telling you about this journey, it's a narrative, and so it's very easy to picture yourself there witnessing all of this. If you're not an imaginative person, I encourage you to become one tonight and follow along. Um, imagine yourself there. Matthew 26 reads this. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he told the disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not as I will but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, so couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? See, the time is near. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. See, my betrayer is near. So I encourage you now uh, to really meditate on this passage and to reflect upon it and to pray.
before I uh, move into the next passage, um, I will make a short comment. Uh, it might have felt a little bit uh, disquieting or a little bit uncomfortable, uh, that last one, if you're not used to um, periods of meditation. But I encourage you to actually go into those things, uh, even with the discomfort that you might feel or just the um, unease that you might feel about silence and consider uh, what it might have been that Jesus was feeling as he stood uh, amongst friends and yet alone in that garden, okay? And as we go into the next passage in Mark chapter 14, um, consider this once again. It'll only be three verses this time and then we'll go back into uh, the time of meditation. So Mark chapter 14. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, suddenly arrived. With him was a mob with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. His betrayer had given them a signal. The one I kiss, he said, he's the one. Arrest him and take him away under guard. So when he came, immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. They took hold of him and arrested him. Let's go into a time of meditation.
next passage in Luke chapter 22 verses 63 to 71 the men who were holding Jesus started mocking and beating him after blindfolding him they kept asking prophesy who was it that hit you and they were saying many other blasphemous things to him when daylight came the elders of the people both the chief priests and the scribes convened and brought him before their Sanhedrin. They said, if you are the Messiah, tell us. But he said to them, if I do tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all asked, are you then the Son of God? And he said to them, you say that I am. Why do we need any more testimony, they said, since we've heard it ourselves from his mouth. And you join me in meditation and reflection on this passage.
Our next passage is in Matthew 26, verses 69 to 75. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl approached him and said, you were with Jesus the Galilean too. But he denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out to the gateway, another woman saw him and told those who were there, this man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there approached and said to Peter, you really are one of them, since even your accent gives you away. Then he started to curse and to swear with an oath. I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Let's reflect on this passage.
with me in reading Mark chapter 15, verses 1 to 15. As soon as it was morning, having held a meeting with the elders, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priest tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, you say so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again. Aren't you going to answer? Look how many things they're accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer. And so Pilate was amazed. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. Pilate answered them, do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked him again, then what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again, they shouted, crucify him. Pilate said to them, why, what has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Reflect with me upon this passage.
we're at about the halfway point, so let me pray for us, and then we'll continue on. Father, when we reflect upon these passages that chronicle Jesus' journey from the Garden of Gethsemane all the way to the cross, would you help us, Lord, to place ourselves in those situations to not only feel what Jesus felt in those moments and to relate to him as he relates to us, but to also place ourselves in the shoes of those that we might not want to identify with, whether they be the disciples who fall asleep or the disciple who betrays, the one who denies, or perhaps it's those that don't want to take responsibility, those that are incited to cry out for his death. Thank you, Lord, that you did send your son to stand in our place, to be our substitute. We can't imagine being in those situations, being the one who is left alone and abandoned, being the one who is betrayed. Lord, even as Pilate asked those questions, Jesus was unbending when it came to your will. And yet we in the crowd, we bend, we like Pilate, we bend to popular opinion, to our own hearts, and we cry out for Jesus' death all the more. As we continue on in these passages, help us, Lord, to stand in those places again, just as your son stood in our place. Remind us, Lord, that because he was abandoned, we will never be abandoned. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Look with me at John chapter 19, verses one to 22. John 19, one to 22. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and clothed him in a purple robe. And they kept coming up to him and saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and were slapping his face. Pilate went outside again and said to them, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know I find no grounds for charging him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, here is the man. When the chief priests and the temple servants saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. Pilate responded, take him and crucify him yourselves, since I find no grounds for charging him. We have a law, the Jews replied to him, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, 
He was more afraid than ever. He went back into the headquarters and asked Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus did not give him an answer. So Pilate said to him, do you refuse to speak to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? You would have no authority over me at all, Jesus answered him, if it hadn't been given you from above. This is why the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. From that moment, Pilate kept trying to release him, but the Jews shouted, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside. He sat down on the judge's seat in a place called the Stone Pavement, but in Aramaic, Gabbatha. It was a preparation day for the Passover, and it was about noon. Then he told the Jews, here is your king. They shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate said to them, should I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. Then he handed him over to be crucified. Then they took Jesus away. Carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had a sign made and put on the cross. It said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read the sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, don't write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate replied, what I have written, I have written. Let's reflect and meditate on this.
with me at Luke chapter 23, verses 34 to 43. Luke chapter 23, verses 34 to 43. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders were scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself if this is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was above him. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him. Don't you even fear God, since you're under, undergoing the same punishment? We are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I tell you, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Let's pray and meditate on this passage. with me at Matthew 27, verses 45 to 56.
Matthew 27, 45 to 56. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick and offered him a drink. But the rest said, let's see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, truly this man was a son of God. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and looked after him were there, watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Let's reflect upon Jesus' death.
this is the final passage in John 19, 38 to 42. And once again, we'll have a short time of reflection after this, and then I'll pray for us before I invite Pastor Charlie up. John 19, verses 38 to 42. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might remove Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took his body away. Nicodemus, who had previously come to him at night, also came, bringing a mixture of about 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. They took Jesus' body and wrapped it in linen cloths with the fragrant spices, according to the burial custom of the Jews. There was a garden in the place where he was crucified. A new tomb was in the garden. No one had yet been placed in it. They placed Jesus there because of the Jewish day of preparation and since the tomb was nearby. Let's go into our final time of reflection and then I'll pray for us. Father, we come together this Good Friday reflecting upon your son, Jesus. Not only the suffering that he endured physically, but the emotions that he must have gone through as well, being abandoned by those that were closest to him, being hated by the ones that he came to save. Lord, we pray as we reflect today, God, that we wouldn't rush ahead, that we would stand in this place together, looking to what Jesus did on that cross. We wanna know you. We want our hearts to cry out to you. We don't want just a head knowledge of you that guides us, that tells us what to believe, but we want our hearts to truly believe 
but draw us into you, God. Help us to know you. We pray, Lord, that as we have read through these scriptures, as we spent time reflecting, that this would have been profitable to our souls, that your Holy Spirit would have been leading us, molding our hearts, God, indeed giving us new hearts if we've had hearts of stone. I pray for my brothers and sisters gathered here today, God, that you would make us new. Help us, Lord, to love you. May we reflect upon Jesus today, God, as we should every day of our lives, God. Be with us for the rest of this night, God, and help us to seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as we mentioned, um, it has been a time when we've thought about the death of Jesus and we've intentionally uh, kept ourselves from talking about the uh, resurrection until Sunday. And I know this can be very difficult as Christians living on this side of history. Uh, We tend to jump straight towards the resurrection and straight towards victory. A lot of our songs tend to be very upbeat and uh, rather than very self-introspective. But I encourage you, over the next couple of days, until Sunday, try to intentionally keep yourself from the resurrection, from the actual uh, relationship that you can now enjoy with God. But think about what if he had never risen? And think about the hopelessness that the disciples are feeling at this moment, unable to see the resurrection on the horizon. So spend today and tomorrow really reflecting upon his death and um, seeking him even in these things. Let me hand it over to Pastor Charlie. Pastor Young said, I'll be leading us into three prayer points in light of the passages that we read. And for our first prayer point, I want us to think about the accusations, the rejections, the betrayals that our Lord Jesus faced. Jesus was falsely accused by the chief priests and the teachers of the law. and He was also rejected by his own Jewish people. Not only that, he was betrayed by one of his very own disciples, Judas, for 30 pieces of silver and one of his closest disciples Peter denied Jesus three times it's the same Peter that confessed Jesus as the Christ the same Peter that said he would follow Jesus to his death all had abandoned Jesus in his time of need and as Jesus hung on the cross he cried out my God my God why have you forsaken me As Jesus bore the sins of the world, God the Father turned His face away from His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. God's wrath was poured upon Jesus. As we meditate and reflect upon the rejections and the betrayals of Jesus, acknowledging that we too have rejected Him, why don't we thank Him and we thank Jesus for willingly enduring the suffering in our place for drinking the cup of wrath that we deserve. Let's pray together.
final words. It says, it is finished. The mission that he came to do was complete. He came to earth, not just to teach good things, not just to be a good teacher, but he came to die for the sins of the world. That through him our debt has been paid, our sins forgiven. We have been set free from the power of sin and death. Let's pray that God would help us to have a greater understanding of God's love for us, expressed through the pain, the suffering, and the death of Jesus Christ. Let's pray that we will not take for granted this huge gift of love and sacrifice. Let's pray together. struggles without temptations we may have our own struggles hurts pain and suffering but it is nothing compared to what our Lord Jesus has gone through so let us look to the cross of Jesus and let us thank him for conquering the power of sin and death in our lives at the cost of his own life Let's pray together.